What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that I think could be happening over the next few... I guess it's the next few seasons. So I'm just thinking college basketball. I was thinking about this today. And we haven't... I feel like I haven't heard any news about when college basketball is going to be starting or if they're going to be playing at all. And... That could be really bad for the draft next year. I think it could be bad for upcoming drafts. I think it could be overall, it's just not, it's just obviously it's not good. Um, and I think that the thing that, how, how that kind of relates to sports cards, because we saw all of the releases that Panini, uh, Panini came out with essentially the full schedule for next year over the six-month span when the season is probably going on. Now, I don't think Panini has any type of insider info there where I don't think they have any insider info where they know when the season's going to start. They're just assuming probably it's going to be after a certain date. So, I don't know. I guess maybe they're not rushing to... They're not rushing to get the products out the door. And I think it also could be the fact that they sort of know what the draft class is going to be. Like, I think because there was no March Madness, there isn't really any hype behind this draft. And since since the date has been changed, I think that also kind of affects the hype. And I, I, you know, I could be wrong here, but from watching college basketball when it was being played and from then there being no college basketball... Um, no, sorry, th- th- there's two points here. So the one was from watching college basketball when it was on... Nobody really stood out to me when it came to players going to be going into the draft. Um, so no no one stood out to me there. And then just the fact that they didn't play and that they... I don't know what type of preparation these players have done. So I just look at the... I get a little bit nervous when I look at the rookies coming up just because I think we saw... I think maybe going back to 2016, we really have seen so much hype behind almost any any top five prospect. And then when a when a player or a prospect kind of, not, I guess not comes out of nowhere, but when they become sort of the top prospect from that draft, we've seen some pretty insane... And some pretty insane buzz and hype around that specific prop prospect. For example, I mean, Ja, anytime he dribbled the ball, it seemed like somebody, it seemed like it was making the top 10 for ESPN. Or anytime he did like a, basically anything with Ja. And the same with Zion. I mean, Zion was exactly the same. And I think even with Tyler Harrow, we kind of saw during the playoffs, any, Harrow made like a face on the, during the NBA Finals. And it was like a story for like two days. So I think that's what we've seen with, prospects who are pretty good so then like I said going back to 2016 is when I think we kind of started seeing a lot of hype with some of these top prospects and then we saw 2017 and then well so 2017 and maybe this honestly maybe it could even be this is just what's going to happen every single year because 2016 Ben Simmons really was the guy that everyone like at this point in his career, he really has to go on to have like a ridiculous ending, like 
second, no, probably like last three quarters of his career. Because, you know, he's probably 2016, so he's about four or five years in. He probably has another, I would say, eight to 12 years probably. And that's maybe being a little bit modest depending on how how he does because he it, – or it could be a Philadelphia thing. Like it just seems like Philadelphia and Ben Simmons haven't exactly worked out like – never getting far in the playoffs. Like, he's supposed to be a superstar. He's supposed to be, like, what Tatum is, essentially, I would say. that's uh, He's supposed to be Tatum in Philadelphia. And at this point, Tatum, a year old, no, a year younger than Simmons, is a much better player than Simmons. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to say, I guess it's hard to say whether you think Jalen Brown may be a better player than Ben Simmons. And I know some people might say, well, that's 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 absurd. But it's like, it just doesn't, to me, and I again, I might be biased because I'm a Celtics fan, but from that 2016 draft, like Ben Simmons being the number one pick, like we, I, I guess maybe, I, and also I could be a little bit biased because I'm, being a Celtics fan, I don't want Philadelphia to be good. So I don't want Simmons or Embiid to be any good. But for from a card perspective, I do... I don't want people to lose their lose their whole entire bankroll or whatever what they whatever they put into Simmons like but he could be I think Simmons is very much in a in a point in his career where it could go in either direction in my opinion. Now that's a sports take so it's not like I don't know. I'm with with sports I feel like I'm wrong so I'm a long, a wrong I guess a lot, I would say, like outside of Boston sports, I mean, even within Boston sports. But when it comes to cards, I feel like I've had a decent enough track record. But with some sports stuff, I've been I've been wrong here and there, probably at the same rate that I'm right. But I, I think Ben Simmons is teetering on being either a good player or a player we're going to look back on and be like, wow, can you believe that Ben Simmons was a first overall pick? I think he's very close. Now we go to 2017. I feel like 2017 overall, they're much farther along than the players from 2016. So you got like Tatum and well, at least the top of the, the top player. So like Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo just played in the final. So these 2017 players, I think, are a little bit farther along than some of the 2016. Because, I mean, 2016 also had, like, Jamal Murray. I think uh, DeJounte Murray is an interesting player to me as well in San Antonio because of the way that they... The way that they... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Develop prospects. That's why I'm interested in DeJounte Murray. As long as Popovich is there, I think that's interesting. And then I think if... If it's whether it's Tim Duncan or whether it's Becky Hammond, I think the 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 organization is in good hands, in my opinion. So twenty seventeen, I think we're a little bit farther along. Twenty eighteen, I feel like I don't have to say that's Luca, that's Luca and Trey. So, and if we're looking at the markets, Luca and Trey, I, I still I will always go back to this point when people are talking about basketball cards declining. Is look at where we were. In 2019, not even like 2016 or 2017. Like if you're talking there, that I think that's even even a way different conversation. But if you're looking at where the market was in the summer of 2019, when Luca Luca was, I don't know. I think the interesting part that so I've heard some interesting commentary on Luca. People are saying like, how much better could Luca get? And that's kind of a conversation that I don't. 
I don't think I necessarily have the answer to to that question. I think that right now he's probably a I'd say top fifth top fifth ten to fifteen player in the league right now. And I think he has I think he has the potential to be a top five player in the league. And I think in but I think in let's see Four years, I would say if Luka stays where he's at and he plays as well as he's played, he'll be a top five player. It's just a, the matter of like the players who are in the top five right now are going to retire. Now, Trey is another example. I still think 2018, I think, is where people are either going to make a ton of money or they're going to lose a ton of money because the 2018 prospects are in a similar boat with Ben Simmons where they, I think a lot of them, not a lot of I think some of them are very much in a position in their careers where it could go one way or the other and I don't think it's I don't think it's definitive either way like I think there's players from that draft and people are buying those cards and also 2017 also had uh De'Aaron Fox so he's another type he's another player that's in this kind of conversation of like could go anywhere De'Aaron Fox a little injury prone so that could uh, affect his affect what's going on with his play right now was he? Yeah, 2017 for De'Aaron Fox, I think. I'm pretty sure it was. But so, 2018, uh, ridiculous amounts of hype. 2019, I think, I, I I feel like being in the market every single day, maybe I am, maybe maybe my vision of what I, who, which players I think have hype is a little bit distorted. It, I would be interested if a basketball commentator or something like that were to, who are, who isn't in cards, I would be interested to see what their take on the 2019 class is. I think it's going to be pretty good, but I do think it's a little too early to tell. Because I think if you look back at the 2016, 2017, 2018 drafts, look at how excited every, everybody was for almost every single player that was drafted. And I think... You're just you're gonna find maybe a five to six player window of of players that are actually even any good, and I think that's an issue in sports cards because I think you have I think there's two parts of the conversation here. You have one where it's people are trying to sell their cards because they don't want them anymore. and they're talking about how good these players are and they don't actually mean it. they're just trying to sell the cards. And two, people are putting money into the cards that if they end up selling for fifty percent less or they sell or they sell at a loss, like that's a, that's money that's going to be not in the market anymore, which could be an issue. But I think sort of this this conversation that I've been having here and then thinking about for myself, another another kind of piece piece of this conversation that I've been thinking about and this just happened I think either I think it was either yesterday or the day before there was a Topps Chrome 2009 Steph Curry PSA 10 that sold on eBay for $60,000 so I don't know I think there's too many good players in the league for and this is I think this is a this is an opinion and I don't know if people are going to agree I think people probably disagree because they want to find the next big guy so that way they can sort of have their name attached with the success of that player. I think there's too many good players in the league right now for 
people to even be considering buying 2018 or 2019, unless you're talking Luca and Trey in that conversation. I just think there's too many there's too many good players who are even towards the end of their careers that have had Hall of Fame type careers. That you that, like, for example, if you're comparing Tyler Harrow, and last time I checked, this was the other day, so the prices technically could have changed. But like, if you look at Tyler Harrow's Prism card, his Prism base card is the same price as a Tops Ray Allen base PSA 10 Tops card. Same with a PSA 10 Tops base Vince Carter, who Vince Carter is retiring this year, and he's he's a certified Hall of Famer. Now he's retiring, so you're probably you're probably sitting on his cards for a little bit before he gets into the Hall of Fame. But Vince Carter is always going to be he's always going to be. And also, he's joining ESPN too, so that's another thing. So he'll be on TV, and he'll always be in the conversation when people talk about dunk contests and dunk champions because his dunks are the most famous ones, and it feels like that's the most viral important play in basketball is like the crazy dunk. So like having Vince Carter's name attached to that, I think is culturally a big deal because anytime you see a nasty dunk or anytime someone does some crazy dunk and they're like, does this make the list of the Vince? If you say who's the best dunker of all time in, in basketball, Vince Carter is going to be number in the top five, if not number one. Like, I think there, you could say Jordan is a phenomenal dunker. I think there are other really good dunkers, but I think Vince Carter, he's got to be top three. If you're not including him in the top three, then you're just that's just not a correct take, in my opinion. And it's the same with Ray Allen. Ray Allen is probably a top five, if you could, you could even argue either way, him being the best shooting guard, shooting shooter of all time, best overall shooter, best clutch shooter, best everything, and he's part of the LeBron James moment where he got the pass from Bosh off the rebound, and then they that's how they came back in that one series in Miami. So I just look at it that way, and I say, is, and you may even look at it, and you say, well, you know, that's, and Ray Allen's already in the Hall of Fame, so you don't, so that's not a moment, but like, it, are these moments worth the money like the $300 essentially that you would be that you would be spending on Harrow or that you'd be spending on a Vince Carter or a Ray Allen now Topps Chrome and, and actually it's kind of interesting because their Topps Chrome for both of those cards are the same as the Prism Silver for Harrow as well or they're they're fairly close fairly close but the the Regular tops for both of those players are going to be the same price as the base prism card for Harrow. So I just look and you look at those players, but then you look at like Curry and Curry cards have gone up very significantly. Um, I think I had a post back at the beginning of this last season where I said that KD Curry and Clay Thompson were three of the and this was also before kind of we saw some crazy market stuff so that there's it's a combination i think of the crazy market and uh just their cards in general going up but i thought that those three players were being injured they weren't going to be in the spotlight all the time uh and that was going to lead to opportunities for people to buy the cards like i just think that a player like curry like i put the post out i think it was yesterday on instagram where i said He's he's a top 25 player of all time 
potentially, depending on, he's another player, like, except he's in the same kind of conversation, but a little bit differently with his, like, he is on, I think he goes down right now, currently, as a top 25 player in basketball history, but then I also think he has the potential, depending on how the rest of his career goes, that he could be in that top 10 conversation. I think he's similar to Ray Allen from the sense that if you're going to argue Curry or Ray Allen as one of the best shooters of all time, I think that's a kind of that's a conversation where Curry is definitely in the top five, and I think there are you could I don't know there I think ranking lists are all very subjective like because you can't really just go on like shooting percentage you can't go on total threes you can't go on there's statistics left and right that you could use to argue either way so any type of top 10 top 20 list is all going to be subjective to whoever is making the list like if ESPN is making the list and they're saying top shooters of all time i would almost say they would they would purposely not choose who the best person was and they would like leave curry out of the top 5 just so that way they can get the clicks cuz that's how it works when when large companies make these lists so like is the curry card is that one going to be like the 60k like is that type of card better than maybe like a Zion RPA? And I, I don't know, last time I checked, like when the RPAs first came out for Zion, they were, I think they were in the 50 to 60 range. So like, and the RPAs are numbered to 99. So like, and I, I can't imagine there's too many of these tops Chrome PSA 10s. Like I, I got to imagine the pop report. I didn't, hadn't checked before, but I can't imagine it's, I can't imagine it's more than a hundred. I can't imagine it's more than 50 because because of tops, the 2009 tops had the full border image, which, if you've seen in the past, it's it's hard to grade because of the full border because it's such a thin border. If it's off center at all, you can clearly tell. So, I get nervous when it comes to people wanting to buy new rookies, just because. If you look at Ray Allen and you look at Vince Carter, their cards are the same price as the one of the most hyped prospects from this from this draft. And I look at that, I don't it just doesn't make much sense to me from a logistical long-term money-making standpoint. If uh, if the Ray Allens and the Vince Carters of the world aren't getting the type of publicity, they're not getting the right they're not getting the money spent on their cards, like what's to say what does Harrow have to do for his $300 prism card to be be whatever you expect it to be when he either retires or when you sell the card? Because, like, he already was one of the most viral players in the league this year, and then he plays in the NBA Finals. So what if he goes on and he doesn't, he doesn't have a good career, which I, I, I never will say one way or the other whether I think they will have a good career because I think... I think there's too many factors that go into that. I think you you're gonna see you 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 do see players that maybe don't have a good first two three four years and then they and then they go on and they have a decent second half of their career and vice versa. So who's to say one way or the other at this point? I think it's hard. I, I I'm just worried about this upcoming draft and then the draft after that. What's gonna happen to? Because I think another thing that another point that I think is important to think about if you're buying some of these newer rookies or you're buying products this year, you probably could have been buying products throughout the whole entire year. And if you had sold every single one of your card, I'd say you have a a very good chance at getting 
at least 50%, if not more, depending on the types of cards that you are pulling. I just am worried that this upcoming year, there's going to be the same amount of hype around these products, but the return on the products is going to not be so good. You're not going to see as high returns on the newer products because of the draft class. And because of when the season might start. Like, I just, that's another kind of thing that makes me a little bit nervous. And I think I'm going to continue to talk about this point a little bit more, especially on the returns of the of the products coming up, because I think that's going to be a big deal. And I think it could lead to a resurgence in people being able to find products in stores. I think that also could be, that could be a scenario coming up in this next year. But that's all I've got for this episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. If you are subscribed or listening on iTunes, if you please could leave a review, that would be phenomenal. I would really appreciate it. You can all also follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, uh, any anywhere on the internet. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.